On this episode, we smoke the Hoya de Nicaragua numero uno, and we talk about advanced cigar smoking. Welcome to Burnline Podcast. Burnline Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And welcome everybody to Burnline Podcast. We are your hosts, Johnny Midas and Nick the Brick, I guess. Good Nick morning. the Brick, I guess. Good, Good afternoon. Morning. Good morning. Wherever you may be in time and space, ladies and gentlemen, other creatures who may be listening, you are listening to Burnline Podcast. Uncommon knowledge for the common man. Brought to you, not live, from the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made, adjacent to the Blanco Cigar Lounge, nestled among the complex of rooms that comprises Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA. I feel like we need some fucking epic bumper music or something like that. You know, like, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Like intro music? And his name is John Cena! What what is bumper music? Oh, sorry, that's an industry term uh, for music that like introduces segments and stuff like that. Oh, so intro music? I mean, not really. It's bumper music, but sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, all right, so we are smoking the Hoya de Nicaragua numero uno, and uh, we got the cigars here. This is a, a really really good cigar. It's high end. It's more expensive, you know. So we're we're kind of grabbing off the top shelf today uh, for our listeners. But why don't we uh, describe the cigar for those of you that are unfamiliar? Uh, this comes in what three vitolas? Two vitolas? I think, I think three. Yeah, I think three as well. And we are smoking the Lambassador, which is a six and five eighths by forty four, which is, I mean, gosh. Lonsdale? It's a Lonsdale, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, uh, I like the um, the branding, but uh, this is kind of typical where, you know, companies will make up their own Vitola name, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, for branding purposes. And there's a reason that it's called the Ambassador. Right. I don't know why it's in French, but there's a reason for that. Um, or maybe, uh, actually, I think that Siri just auto-corrected this to French. But uh, anyway, the... Uh, Vitola we're smoking is basically a Lonsdale. Um, this is an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over all Nicaragua. Uh, as you might expect from a company named Hoya de Nicaragua, right? Nicaraguan tobacco. And it retails for $18.75, so definitely in the premium uh, price point segment. Uh, if you pre-order a box of 25 at Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, uh, it comes out to just three seventy five, which uh, compares to like four hundred and forty dollars at most online retailers. Damn, so, yeah, quite a steal. And uh, you may want a box after you smoke it. Definitely try it. Uh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. We're gonna go ahead and smoke it for you uh, in real time, but it's gonna be smoke. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe we should have other people pick the cigars for us so we smoke on the show, <laughs> right? Right. So that we just could like kind of yeah. go into a blind. Yeah. No, we smoke the cigars ahead of time on purpose because I just don't think we can be fair to the cigar on the show if we don't smoke it more than once, you know. Yeah, and the half the half wheel guys smoke three samples of everything. It's like right, right. to get a fair assessment of yeah. how it is. And also not talking, letting it go out or whatever. So this is a really gorgeous cigar, you know, talking about the presentation. Uh, for starters, this is the 
Obras Maestras line for Hoya, which is like their premium line. Yeah, yeah so there's a Quattro Cinco, Cinco Decadas, um, and then Doscientos, which is a limited production run that they did for the 200, 200th anniversary of Nicaraguan independence. So those are the, and then the Numerono, of course. So those are all the cigar, cigars in the Obras Maestras line. Yep. Um, the box is kind of your uh, like typical wooden box with the hinged lid. Um, the color scheme on this is white and gold, and it's blue. I would call this, this is the color of marine blue for... Um, hull paint if you're painting the part of the boat that goes underwater and you order marine blue it's going to apply at about this color it's actually pretty close to the the nicaraguan flag yeah it is Um, depending on the the shade yeah uh, of the flag so that's really cool yeah um the uh band is what is that about an inch and three eighths it's a big band yeah. It is a big band. Yeah. So maybe an inch and a half, inch and three-eighths um, wide. And on the back, it has like oriented the same direction as the cigar, Obras Maestras. And then on the front, obviously oriented opposite to the cigar or mm-hmm. perpendicular is the Hoya de Nicaragua with you know their little seal, the numero uno. You know, Uno is in white letters, but the right leg of the N is like a gold number one. Yeah. So, you know, some cool stuff. And then like the uh, center, you know, inch and a quarter is that blue with ripply uh, edging with, you know, gold foil trim. And then the last eighth of an inch top and bottom is like white background with the Hoya uh, symbol stamped in gold yeah you see that you yeah. see that one so they used to before they rebranded this so they used to have from the bottom of the band under the foot of the cigar white paper mm-hmm. with the that gold hoya symbol yep everywhere i like that they left that off because this is a really good looking cigar yeah the wrapper is beautiful yeah. Yeah, the wrapper is gorgeous um, so this kind of looks like, I don't know if you remember, it's not as popular anymore, but there's a com- couple companies that still have the double layer band, right? Where you have the background band and then you have sort of the brand band. Padron still does this, for example. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So this, this looks like that type right? where the background band can be used on any of their cigars mm-hmm. and then the top band, you know, is like specific. So it's, it's kind of similar to that style, but it's a one piece. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the presentation. I think it goes well with like, you know, this honey colored uh, wrapper. Yeah. So cute little pigtail on the cap. Yep. It's like uh, it's tiny. Yeah, it's not the uh so this is like where you twist the pigtail and then clip it. Yeah. So it's almost just like if you took a, a twist tie for a bread bag and just twisted it once. Yeah. You know, that kind of pigtail. Yeah, some of the pigtails are like thick. Yeah, or you know, um Drew Estate like their uh, Liga line, yeah. they wrap that pigtail around and around and around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not that kind of pigtail. This yeah. is just you twist it, you clip it, and what's left is like straight across. It just looks like a tab, not like a coil. Yeah, right? yeah. So pretty uh, pretty handsome 
And uh, we've got a little bit more to tell you about this cigar, but not before it is in my mouth. So why don't we start by clipping that cigar. I have with me my closed end double guillotine Perdomo cutter. Love this cutter. Very sharp, hefty in my hand. You know, it feels like I'm actually clipping something. Do we ever, do we ever find out who makes that? No, I didn't. Hmm. I was looking online, and I think it's an industry secret. Oh, wow. Now, this is going to be a little challenging because there's the pigtail, which so I'm going to clip that off first, and that is perfect. Nice, nice, sharp, sharp clip there. As always, we remind you to clip your cigar with authority. No limp-wristed cutting allowed. You will respect my authority! That'll just allow you to get a good, clean cut. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, that is Nick tapping the head of his, the freshly clipped head of his cigar on the back of his hand. I'm doing the same thing. We just get all that little loose tobacco out. Really helps if you can do the podcast without reaching inside your mouth to scrape your thumb, your your tongue with yeah. the back of your thumb or something, because you have little pieces of tobacco in there. You can hear me turn my head to the side and spit tobacco yeah. on the ground. Yeah, for real. All right, so let's go ahead and get these toasted up. And uh, I've got my single flame butane torch. Which is perfect, folks, for a, um, a soft flame. Perfect. You know what? See, I don't like when you say torch. Torch makes me think. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not a torch, is it? It's, it's a, a lighter. It, yeah, it's a single flame, soft flame butane lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's much more like a Zippo, except it doesn't, you know, give off gases that make you want to commit suicide. So, but this is this is the you're using the perfect lighter for this Vitola because it's so skinny. Yeah, I have a triple flame, and it's gonna. I have to be very careful as to not scorch the crap out of the most of the foot. Yep, and uh, I brought this on purpose for just that reason. Also, um, I'm a little more picky with my Connecticut-wrapped cigars or just lighter shade cigar wrappers because you can see the scorch, right? And I want it to look pretty while I'm smoking it, right? So I don't want to have a two-inch, you know, scorch mark up the side of it where I just waved the, you know, the three-jet past the wrapper and it just scorches it, you know? I feel like... uh, I need to play the sound of silence while we're like going through our toasting ritual. Like I got to fill the dead air with something, you know. You have to put what is the sound of silence? Oh my god, that's so good. And echoes in the sound of silence. Who is that? Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah. Although I only listen to like Disturbed's the psychiatrist's version of it. Yeah. The heavy metal I don't, yeah, 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 that's what he normally does, but uh, he, has, he has like an operatic voice. Now, I will say this, you know, we bring these lighters every time, and sometimes I'll try different lighters, or we'll highlight different lighters, but I always have a backup lighter, you know, Ooh. for the show, and it's always a vertigo, Yeah, because their shit typically just works. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to overdo it, you don't have, like, cigar accoutrement, is kind of awesome, you know. Like you, you can collect whatever you want, whatever makes you feel happy when you're smoking the cigars. 
But if you just want to light your cigar, just get a Vertigo. Like they work, they hold a, a shit ton of fluid. You can see yeah. the fluid level in them. You know when it needs to be refilled and you need to turn it up. You know, uh, easy to handle, easy to repair, and affordable. I think uh, I think that model that you have is a Stinger. I think it might even have a punch on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unreal. Just a, a nice like two in one. Yeah, and this, tool. this is the four flame. Notice yeah. the huge thumb wheel at the bottom. It's yeah. like five eighths of an inch across. Um, and this retails for 15 bucks, I think, here at Union Cigar Hanover. So I typically always have one of these in my bag, yeah. you know, because it's just going to work. And then because it's a four flame, one of the benefits, like I'm not a big fan of like multi jets, right? This one carries enough fuel that it doesn't matter. Right. But. The benefit of the four is like if you fuck up one jet, it's still gonna light. Yeah, that's the big. So yeah. that's like my golf bag lighter. Um, right, right, exactly. Yeah, like car lighter. So I've got this Zycar. <clears throat> this is a uh, Astral. It's a single flame. Sometimes it lights and sometimes it doesn't. And the main reason for the sometimes it doesn't is I'll get a flake of ash in it. Yeah, and and then it just won't light. And and then I go through my little you know, thing to clean it out. So, all right. So we are smoking the Hoya de Nicaragua numero uno, and we have toasted it. And I think, you know, smoked enough of it to talk about it. So Nick, give me your initial tasting and impressions, man. I just got like a blast of cedar off the foot. Um, uh, just like real creamy smoke. Um, a little bit of, of sweetness. It's just, like a, like a like a nutty sweetness. It's just man, this cigar is unbelievable. Yeah. So um, first the like the experience for me like this is a very um, I don't know like regal experience. Like you feel like you're an important person kind of smoking this. The the graphic design on it you know is very special. Um, the presentation of the whole cigar. It's very well made. It's beautiful. Um, and then, you know, these first few puffs of smoke. I got the same thing, like a really pretty strong cedar hit yeah. off the bat. And then it tapers off real quick. Yeah. Um, definitely note of cinnamon. Um, yeah, some creamy sweetness. Uh, just a touch of uh, nutmeg mm. as, I, as I'm as i starting on yep. this. Which, um, you know, the flavor flavor profile i guess this i would call this medium body and medium strength yeah um you know we we often kind of distinguish between like strength and body because i i just honestly i don't really like the whole body thing like just that term that we use in the industry because i feel like among cigar consumers in particular it's not super well understood um and I know that a lot of people and companies and groups that are like into cigars, they make a distinction. Yeah, you, know? like, you have to. Yeah, like it, so if you're on Half Wheel, for example, lots of good information there about cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll distinguish between like body and strength. Yeah. Right. So I'm not sure, uh, you know, that we have quite yet developed the best language right. for talking about cigars. So, you know, when I talk about body, I'm talking about, like, the complexity of the flavors as well as the, uh, I guess, constitution of the smoke. Yeah. 
Um, and then uh, strength is how hard does it kick me in the tonsils? Yeah, nicotine. Kind of it pretty much refers to nicotine. But there's also like, um, like when when I'm talking to novice consumers, it's I don't want to like overcomplicate it. So mm-hmm. like when they ask, um, like how strong is it, or, or when they say is it light, is it medium, right? Yeah. They you know they say it because they want to use the language that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll usually only refer to nicotine strength because that's the only thing I'm worried about for them. Right. Is like I don't want to overpower you with a, a nicotine bomb. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, there's there's a big difference between nicotine strength, body, fli- you know, flavor, all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the flavor on this is phenomenal. Um, it does have the overtone of a Connecticut wrapper. So not all Connecticut's are made the same, but for the most part, a Connecticut wrapper. And this is an Ecuadorian Connecticut, so I'm not going to rehash my whole OCD annoyance with that. Um, you know, like, so is it Connecticut is grown Yeah, Connecticut, is Connecticut it, refers to the color. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like... It's not Connecticut Broadleaf, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so and this is this is a what I would call like a true Connecticut color. Yeah. So you know, we smoked the shade grown Passion. Uh, it was not right a Connecticut, which is probably why they call it shade grown. You know that had right. a, that had a you know it wasn't like Claro dark, but it was like Colorado dark. I mean, yeah, you know, a little red. Yeah, it, there's a huge difference between this one and yeah. Yeah, yeah, the passion, and same thing with pretty much, uh, you know, like you can you could compare. I'm trying to think of two good cigars to contrast in the color, but there's a difference between a Connecticut wrapper that is Connecticut broadleaf grown in the Connecticut River Valley under muslin versus um, a light wrapper, right? That's grown under some kind of shade. I mean, you know, some of the some of the shade that they use. Um, is like not muslin, you know. That's the like cheesecloth. Yeah, yeah. That's the traditional old school way of doing it. But there's a right. lot of other. I mean, there's even like moving panels. That oh are yeah, controlled by computers and. I'm shit. sure the tech is yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like we're we're a little bit past the, you know, the Farmer Brown stuff. Yeah, it's with, like a uh, it's like a clothesline. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the yeah, yeah. we have dryers now, buddy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this is a. Um, Connecticut color, but it also is, I think this is, you know, a traditional shade grown uh, wrapper in the sense that Connecticut's that were made the old way that have this color have a specific overtone to them, uh, which is uh, hard to describe. Like if you smoke enough of them, you know what a Connecticut tastes like. It's sort of a garden varietal overtone. Oh, I love it. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite flavors. I think it's one of the reasons that Connecticut's are still the number one selling uh, wrapper, you know, in in North America. Now, I think Maduro's catching up. You know, he's got a huge fan base, um, but Connecticut's are definitely more approachable. Uh, but this this flavor, it's it's sort of a sweet bitter, and it's very subtle, but it's yeah. it's like always there. Yeah, and Connecticut's typically are uh, a, a more fragile wrapper than a. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a thicker Maduro leaf. Um, well, you know, the, the scuttlebutt in the industry is that the cigar manufacturers started sort of like uh, promoting 
Maduro rappers in the U.S. Partly because, you know, like we have in America, we have like a different palette than the rest of the world, right? right? Um, but the other was like they survive shipping and handling so much better. You know, Connecticut's Cameroons. You know, these are wrapper leaves that are much more delicate. Yeah, they're um, going to ch- handle the change in humidity, change in temperature, yeah, change in yeah. location. Yeah, a Maduro is like fucking fruit leather. You know, <laughs> like <It's, laughs> some of them you can like stretch. Yeah. Have you seen people play yes. with the leaves? Yeah, yeah, you can. Some of them, like I feel like a Connecticut leaf, like this is just very, very fragile, and it yeah. would just snap like right away. But would, you can, yeah. I mean, you can take a thick Maduro leaf and like stretch it a couple yeah. inches. It's yep. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and by the way, that is one of the contributing factors to the finish on a Maduro cigar. So those more like rustic looking ones, like you know, they wet the leaf during the wrapping process and they smooth it. But they don't stretch it. But like, if you stretch it, you can get this super fine, like refined. Yeah. Like I think you saw I posted on the socials, which y'all can follow out there at Burnline Podcast. Um, I was smoking the Asylum Sensorium, and it has this like almost unreal, smooth dark Maduro. It's really an oscuro in color uh, wrapper. You know, well they had to stretch that. Yeah, you know, because otherwise it kind of sh- basically when you stretch it, like as it dries out, it shrinks and gets tight like a tight like a drum, smooth. Um, well, it's like uh, like wax paper versus construction paper. Like if you mm-hmm. put construction paper over like a bed of rocks or a, be- a bed of pebbles, and you run your finger over the construction paper, you're gonna feel the texture of the rocks a lot less than you are if you just place a, uh, or like a saran wrap, you know, mm-hmm. a wax paper or saran wrap, you're gonna feel each individual like curve of the rock. Yeah. That's kind of what the Connecticut is versus the, the Maduro is just that construction paper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, a little bit more about this cigar. Um, this blend was originally designed for gifts to ambassadors and heads of state and stuff like that that visited. It wasn't available to the public. Um, they decided to package it up, commercialize it, and uh, it has a 95 rating. Uh, that's that's really high. You know, like a 93 is, is good, and there's not many that, you know, cigars out there that hit 95 and above. I think there's a reason for that. You know, as we continue smoking, we'll give our own commentary on it. In 2020, it took number six on Cigar Aficionado's top 25 list and number one on the half-wheel list. Yeah. Um, so, special cigar. They decided, uh, hey, we're going to make this commercially available. Um, and, you know, I don't know if they were trying to sort of show off their their uh, local industry to visiting dignitaries and stuff. Yeah, i got to imagine that's it. I, I, I think that's pretty much what it here's what we're best at yeah exactly and they really nailed it oh my god right so and maybe it's because of that this cigar combines like i think a very high level of approachability i think you know anybody can smoke this that's a cigar smoke even a even a brand new novice yeah you know like it's mild enough that you know you're not gonna sort of pass out yeah for sure i think the only caveat there is you know the the smoke is light and flavorful, and you could inhale it by accident. Yeah, you could for sure. You know, this is, this isn't like a padrone where there's no way you're making that mistake. Yeah. Like yeah. it won't let you. You know, it feels like you're trying to breathe water. Right. Uh, this one you probably could. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, barring, barring rookie mistakes like that, it's very approachable and it is delicious. Um, this falls into one of like the high end, the high end Connecticut uh, category of the industry mm-hmm. that like uh, your Monte Cristo White, your Ashton Classic, mm-hmm. your um, Sober Mesa from Dunbarton. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing because, uh, you know, I'm typically picking up dark cigars when I shop, despite the fact that I will tell you where my palate finally settled is like kind of the Cuban tradition, you know, lighter floral aromatic. Yeah. But nothing in my mind, nothing beats the experience of a high end Connecticut. Um, It's just a, you know, like the, the creaminess and. You know, the, you can taste all the flavors. One of the one of the challenges with some of the darker cigars is you can have a flavor that really kind of uh, overpowers the kind of the binder and filler. Yeah. You know, you're, you're kind of just tasting wrapper. Um, so you'll hear people talk about percentages. What percentage of the cigar is the wrapper, right? <laughs> and I think with uh, high-end Connecticut's, it's like 75, right? And I think with, you know, a lot of Maduro's, it's like 95. Right. You know, which is fine because Madeira is great tobacco, but it makes, you know, the challenge of creating nuance more, more difficult. Right. Yeah. The Connecticut's uh, much less of a blast and much more of a, um, sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the right word. It's like, it's like an hour and a half long, uh, mm-hmm. ballad with each note. Hmm. Speaking of hour and a half long, um, the first one of these that I smoked, it took me two and a half hours Oh, yeah, I believe that. And I chug cigar. Like, you've seen me smoke. Like, I can smoke them down pretty fast. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. You smoked it real slow. No, uh, so I I was, I didn't know if it was right. It didn't seem right to me, so I looked it up online. I mean, especially a 44 ring gauge, like, you know, it just uh, seemed like it shouldn't last that long. Right. I looked it up online, and they're like, this three-hour smoke is like, I'm like, oh, shit, so... Two and a half hours for me, that's pretty normal. You know, I, I typically smoke my cigars a little faster than what the manufacturers say. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for 1875, you are getting a lot of goodness here. Like, not only is it a great cigar, but, you know, it, it lasts a long time. So you're you're really getting your money's worth. Because you and I can go grab 15 660s out in the retail area mm-hmm. that'll smoke faster than this. Mm-hmm. You know, we like we we see it all the time. And it's a, uh, I don't know if it's like, you know, we talk about the filler leaves and right how the ash comes off, how the filler burns, um, depending on the priming and stuff like that. But it's just like, it's just well packed. The burn is great. Yeah, look at the ash on this. Yeah. Yours is real ugly. <laughs> mine, <laughs> but, why is, but mine's so pretty. Yours is beautiful. And that's because I'm doing all the talking, you motherfucker. <laughs> you need to smoke less and talk more. Give me a chance to enjoy this. No, but it's, it, the, the point is. Uh, you can see the uh, how the ash and stuff is breaking up, like I said, because I'm talking. Um, so I'm I'm doing like a couple of puffs to keep it lit, and then talking, and then it, it, you know. So when you do that, your ash gets lumpy, and it's still like I've got an inch of ash on there, and like it's still just hanging on. Yeah. So that tells you a little bit about you know the the bunching that went into this cigar, but yeah. So like at that price point, you know, you could get. Uh, two $10 cigars and it would take the same amount of time to smoke for sure. Right. So I feel like from a value, uh, standpoint, yeah, like the price point to get into this cigar is a little high, which is great. Cause sometimes you just want to have that high end experience. Right. But if you're just looking at like smoking time and smoking quality, 
you know, per dollar. I mean, this this hangs with some of the pound best for pound, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's where we're at. Um, I think, uh, you know, my tasting notes. Now that I'm more than an inch in, I've got uh, vanilla. There's definitely a nuttiness there. Um, cinnamon, cinnamon, vanilla, and nuts is probably the the high one. There's a little bit of nutmeg in there for me as well. I think the cedar has really tapered off to just kind of being a an afterthought um, kind of taste. I'm, I'm about to pull up my flavor wheel. Oh yeah, pull up the flavor wheel. <laughs> the, the 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 flavor wheel. That's someone else posted. We're not going to say who posted it, but it's a really good. Uh, it's a really good flavor wheel. This is. I think things like this are like good for because you and I were talking about this. Like we want. In this room, we want print printouts of um, sizes and colors. Yeah, colors. Yeah, Vitolas, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we're like I don't know, we're trying to paint a picture here. Right. It's it's hard for all of you out there, you know, in the internets. You know, sometimes it's hard to translate visual stuff to verbal or taste stuff to verbal. Thank God we don't have to use our ears to smoke a cigar. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it sounds. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not so good with words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're carry. We're gonna start carrying a thesaurus around with us. And the, just like, it, the original name for the podcast was like Neanderthal, but then we're like, <laughs> no, nah, we'll get in trouble with Neanderthal uh, Romacraft. So this is so good. It's broken down into. Wow, man, this is awesome. Jeez, yeah, the nuts. It's kind of like um like there's no saltiness to this cigar though. No, there's not. And no. sometimes you get that. It's a, no, I would say dry roasted almonds is probably the flavor. Yeah. Uh, Unsalted. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah, it's a uh, like I feel like it's too too unsalty to be a macadamia nut. Right, right. Which is fucking hilarious because maybe pistachio. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I I I get a little pistachio. Yeah, no, I like that. I was gonna say, you know, a lot of the guys in the industry use unsalted, dry roasted almonds to cleanse the palate mm-hmm. when they're smoking. So it's just ironic that that's what this tastes like. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm gonna cleanse my palate with the same thing the cigar tastes like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just finished chewing your unsalted almonds. Mm, this cigar tastes like almonds. <laughs> you lie. Your palate is trash. Get out of the industry. All right, so with that, I think it is time for our Tobacconist Tip of the Week. So the Tobacconist Tip of the Week this week is to, I don't know, I feel like we kind of go back and forth on the show about like, do what you want, but also listen to what we tell you right, to do. Right, right. <laughs> so ultimately, like, do what you want, right? But it's a Just good idea. Just make sure I- what you want to do is what we want to do. <laughs> yeah. It is a good idea to switch it up with the cigars that you smoke um, in terms of like wrappers, tobaccos, um, flavors, strength levels, stuff like that, um, because it'll help refresh a little bit, right? If you smoke the same thing over and over and over again, you're going to lose the perspective of what that tastes like. It's going to become normal to you, mm-hmm. right? You're going to lose the your ability to detect nuances and stuff like that. It's just going to become like breathing air. Right, right, yeah. Or like, you know, um, you you know when you go to your friend's house and like there's that, the, the, it has that smell. Yeah, yeah. But like your own house doesn't have that smell. But when they visit your house, it's it the other way around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a great, like, keep it fresh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, every once in a while, you know, when when you settle on that flavor or that cigar, you know, 
I know a couple of guys like they smoke the same cigar over and over. Uh, what's his name? The construction guy that always smokes the Padrones. Um, oh, uh, Phil. Phil, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Phil. Um, you know, like that's his thing or whatever. He loves the Thousand Series. Yeah, Thousand yeah. Series. I mean, it's a good value. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a good price. So, you know, good for you. Smoke what you like. But, you know, it might help to keep it fresh. Every once in a while, fucking grab a numero uno. Yeah. You know, yep. it, totally different flavor profile. And if nothing else, it, it will, like, sort of recalibrate your palate to where, you know, you kind of appreciate what you're smoking yeah. uh, differently. So, good. I like that uh, Like that tip. So, uh, our information segment this uh, week is advanced cigar smoking. So, we talked about beginner cigar smoking, and it's kind of like, you know, at that point, you're... Um, kind of learning your palate and what you like, you know, smoking your way around the humidor, you know, stuff like that. And then we moved into intermediate, you know, where you're taking it up a notch and, you know, you're taking notes and experimenting with stuff. A lot of experimentation goes on there. Um, And then advanced cigar smoking. So, you know, at this stage of your hobby, um, you're kind of moving from educating your palate to educating your mind and connecting that a little bit with your palate, you know, and your experience. Um, and this is the most expensive part of of the cigar hobby, right? Um, so here's a couple of things you can do to take it to the next level. So if you think that you're intermediate, you know, you, uh, have a good grasp of cigar construction regions, what you like and don't, uh, what other people might and don't, you know, what you can expect from a sun grown versus a Connecticut wrapper, that sort of thing. Um, first thing is, uh, cigar tours. So there are plenty of opportunities down in Mesoamerica to tour uh, cigar plants. Like you can take a sort of vacation, like they have these outings. Um, A lot of different uh, shops or companies will put together tours you can just sign up for where you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, like your approach your brick and mortar guys, Yeah, yeah. your local shop and see if there are any opportunities that they've been offered. Because I can get a group of 20, 25 guys going down there and then Mm-hmm. Obviously, the pack you know the packages, the prices are better and stuff like that. Yeah, there's there's quite a few opportunities for like just pay me three thousand bucks. I've got everything, mm-hmm. right? All you do is show up at the airport and you know, or show up at the shop, and we're going to take a bus to the airport, you know, type of thing. Um, I it, for me, that's the way to go. Like, if you want to plan your own tour, go ahead. But like, the stress is is high, and actually, the cost is going to be higher. Oh, right? I would not. Yeah. Oh. I can't imagine. I mean, thank God, like, that one virus we're not supposed to talk about on the internet isn't, like, a thing anymore, because, oh, yeah. God forbid, you get, like, trapped in some country, and they're like, nope, nobody's leaving. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Here. Sorry, you have to stay at uh, Tabacalera Fuente. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we have to trap you inside right. of Arturo Fuente factory. For 90 days yeah. with an N95, <laughs> which you can't smoke through. Right. Ask me how I know this. Um so cigar tours, you can go down to Nicaragua, for example, and tour factories, you know, they'll have free smokes, free drinks. They'll take you through the fields, the rolling. Um, you'll learn all kinds of cool stuff like, you know, the draw test and stuff like that that you might not be aware of otherwise. And you'll get to meet some really cool people. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'll meet that tourist asshole that you're like, you're fucking ruining everything. Yeah. But one thing I've found is they're pretty good at calling those people out down there, you know, like... It, they, they, I think in that part of the world in general, like they have a, uh, you know, much more relationship oriented approach to things than we do in 
the United States where there's a lot of, you know, transactional mindset. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I'm at the amusement park. I'm not a guest of the amusement park. I paid money. You owe me. I am a paying customer. Yeah. Type, like that doesn't seem to exist. No. And so as a result, you know, your hosts are, are seem to be pretty comfortable calling people out and saying, hey, you're being an asshole guest. Right. You know. Um, so uh, that's one thing. The other thing is there's events that you can attend in the U.S., like the Barn Smoker by Drew Estate. They have, what, four or something of them? They have four locations. Yeah. Um, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, which is pretty close. Yeah. Um, Florida and Kentucky. And Kentucky, yeah. So, and I think originally it was Kentucky because of the Kentucky K- Fire Carrier. Yep. Yeah. And that's why they called it the Barn Smoker. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but you can learn a lot there. Also, uh, here at Union Cigar, we have Smoketoberfest. Of course, uh, yours truly, Johnny Midas and Nick the Brick will be there. Um, you can pick up a lot of education. And, you know, if you swing by and you want to talk and you want to talk like advanced cigar stuff and increase your knowledge, just come by. Oh, yeah. You know, ask questions. Obviously, we do this once a week for fun and don't get paid for it. So we clearly like this kind of stuff. Right. So yeah. um, happy to talk with you share knowledge all of that yeah i'm lucky enough to be able to do it for for a full-time job right so right. some people are like uh i'll say hey like bring your humidor in i'll take a look at it they're like really you can do that i'm like dude this is my job right like I, this is what i'm good at i'm a professional yeah um tobacconist university online has a consumer certification so you can go through that and uh learn quite a bit about I think, cigars i checked i think tuition's 150 bucks yeah so Again, like this is probably the more expensive part, you know, three thousand dollars for a cigar tour or whatever. Hundred and fifty bucks, that's pretty good. That's great. You know, yeah. you can get a lot of knowledge for that. Um there's also books, right? So, you know, the book that I always recommend is The Cigar from Soil to Soul. Um, that's like a five hundred dollar book. Um, but it's largely considered like the book or whatever. Um I think uh, I think it has extremely limited availability. Um, I know I can't remember if it was a special edition, but the one they released, uh, they only made five hundred copies. Damn, which are all spoken for. Yeah. Um, so, like, you can try to get on eBay and stuff and find them. Um, I was gonna say I found I find a lot of uh, like tobacco and cigar books were written in like the the eighties and nineties. Um, and it's like maybe late nineties to early two thousands after the boom, mm-hmm. but like the secondhand market for them is, uh, is there like you yeah. you can get uh, a well-loved book on like Amazon or eBay or something for like a pretty good price. Yeah. And like add it to your, I think I have four cigar books at home and what the ultimate guide to cigars that we have out there in the, yeah. uh, yep. in the lounge. Yeah, um, that's right. That's a, that's a really good one. You know, it, it doesn't maybe go into as much depth as uh, some people are looking for, but it does go into everything. Uh, so you'll at least have a broad knowledge of every aspect of the cigar industry. Um, at least the construction, you know, like the growing and, you know, the the wrapping and all of that stuff. Um, it doesn't really go too much into, like, the business side, you know, and, and distribution. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah that, one, that one's like a good intermediate book. Yeah, yeah. But there's some, there are for sure some that are like advanced. Yeah, yeah. Like the cigar from soil to soul. Yeah, um, I can when you're talking about like, like pH balance in the soil, right, you know, stuff right. like that. Um, it, you know, which which can really help, I think, help you enjoy the hobby. Like, you know, it's if if your hobby was was cars, 
you know, there's a big difference between I like cars to understanding the differences between the LS6 and LS7 right. motors, right? Yeah. Um, or the elephant crate motor, 1,000 horsepower of Mopar. Um, the only thing I'll say about books, though, is, like, you do have to be careful because there's plenty of them that are just wrong, like, just have bad information, right? Yeah. So I've got the uh, Playboy Book of Cigars, which is a, a really good ew, coffee Is that table. what it's called? Yeah. Ew. Why, why ew? What's, why, why is it called Playboy? Because it's from the Playboy brand. So, okay, so it's... Well, you're probably not old enough to remember when Playboy was like the international lifestyle brand. It was a um, lifestyle brand? Oh, yeah. It wasn't just smut? No, no, like it was a, a serious lifestyle brand. What? Kind of like GQ. Wow. Yeah, back in like the late 70s to mid 80s. I think you're um, lying. No, no, I'm not lying. I'm really that old. Um, <laughs> but so this is a coffee table book. It has a white hard cover with like the, the Playboy logo cut out of the cover. So you can see the, the front page, which is like a collage of pictures. And yeah, there's like three pages that have pictures of girls from the magazine, you know, holding cigars. Oh, so it's um, Cigar Snob. Cigar Snob magazine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the rest of it is yeah. actually about cigars. Um, and, you know, like, it's a great coffee table book, but the sections that are about cigars, like, there's actually information in there that's uh, basically incorrect. You know, like, they're talking about the... It is. It's incorrect? It is. It is, yeah. It's like okay. the author was not a cigar person. Oh. I think they were just collecting information so like they're talking about the the filler the binder and the wrapper you know and they're like don't talk about bunching at all you know and they're like your filler leaves are wrapped with a with a are wrapped with a binder leaf which is wrapped with a wrapper leaf i'm like yeah but that's really not like what it looks like at all (laughs) you know on the outside there's Uh, tobacco and on the inside there's tobacco and so then and then they have this diagram that shows like a roll like rolled up leaves with a roll a leaf being rolled up around it with a leaf being rolled up around that, you know? And it's like, yeah, but that's, you know, for starters, a lot of the time, like the bunching and the, and the, uh, binder, like the corner of the leaf, like they're kind of all stuck together, like twisted together there. Mm -hmm. And then they, they kind of go from there. Um, and then all of those are like, that's what's pressed, you know? And then you put the wrapper on later. So, you know, it's, it's, like if you're trying to get just general knowledge, you know, it's like a, a book that says a, ca- a car has wheels and right. an engine, you know, yeah. like, you know, so it, it's not terrible, but it's really not going to get you anywhere. So did they make a Did they make a cigar for dummies? You know, I'm sure they did. That's, got, that series else. was super popular. Yeah. <laughs> or, and, th- and then I think they had like intermediate ones, didn't they? Maybe not. Maybe I'm making this know. up. Maybe I'm projecting my <laughs> my desires. I don't know. I had, uh, what did I have? I had something for dum- lean for dummies. I think it was lean. Yeah. That's a, um, production manufacturing Prome- technique. Like promethazine coating. No, it's based on the Toyota production system. Dirty Sprite. Anyway, it wasn't very good. You know, like you couldn't read that and actually understand like how to, what it was and how to apply it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Th- so that's just a word of caution. Like there's plenty of books out there that, you might be getting incomplete or incorrect information. Um, the good news is there's this thing called interlibrary loan. So you can go to your library, any cigar book you're interested in, they will look it up and, uh, you know, get it shipped in from some other library and you can just read it. If you like it, buy it. If you don't like it, 
send it back. So we should make we should make oh that'd be awesome. My one of my one of my good buddies is uh, in the library sciences. We should make a like a top twenty five cigar books list. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. You know how long is it going to be before we have to have a website? You know, yeah, like GoDaddy.com. <laughs> we are not sponsored, <laughs> and yeah. Um, all right, so uh, there you go on the info segment and touching back on this delightful Hoya de Nicaragua numero uno. Um, gosh, I mean, I'm still in the first third. Like this is a slow burning cigar, right? And like a lot of um, not so good Connecticut's like would hit a point that we're at and it would just like get bitter and tarry. Mm-hmm. Not, not the case at all. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is a step down from as fresh as it was right off the foot. Mm-hmm. Like this is very close to the, the same taste and flavors and quality yeah. that, it, that it was right off the light. So, I mean, it's just, it's keeping up. It's awesome. And I think one of the reasons for that is like it burns slow on its own accord. You know, one of the challenges with Connecticut's is like, if you chimney that, you know, choo-choo train that son of a gun, like it's going to get bitter pretty fast. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like you, you want to keep a Connecticut much cooler than some of the other uh, types of wrappers. So, but uh, nothing new to report on the taste front. It's still delicious and creamy. The smoke output is about medium. Um, you know, given the narrow ring gauge, I'm uh, pleased with the amount of smoke that's coming out. I was going to say too, uh, from what you just said about, it, it burning at its own pace. It does. It kind of almost doesn't let you smoke it too fast. Mm-hmm. Like it makes you smoke at the pace that the cigar is intended to smoke at. It's a weird sensation. Yeah, I think part of that's the uh, narrow ring gauge. Like yeah. uh, you can only like you can't draw to it through it too quickly. You know, like it has a good back pressure. You know, it, I like that. There's on, resistance for sure. Yeah. I, I like that on cigars. It's it's not a it's not a tough draw by any no. means. But there's an appropriate amount of resistance where, like, you have to do long, slow draws, which keeps it cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, really nailed it. With Damn, the yeah. Holy crap, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, it is time for our Cigar News of the Week. Cigar News. Here is your host, Nicholas McCain. Man, oh, man. There's been a lot of news, I feel like. Um, so we're recording this while... The PCA industry trade show is going on. So the first bit of news is that on the first day of the trade show, which was on Friday, um, they announced that the the dates and locations for the 2025 show. Um, And the 2025 show is moving from Las Vegas to New Orleans, which is cool. New Orleans is a cool city. And I think that explains the date change as well, because this time of year, New Orleans is not cool at all. Really hot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's cool. Swampy. But it's not cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a. It's like if you took a uh, took an, a convection oven and, like, spritzed it. That's what it, that's what it feels like. Took a convection oven and hosed it down. Yeah. So, for all of you out there in the internets, uh, my family is down in that area, so I'm familiar with the uh, weather. But New Orleans is an awesome city. I mean, like, if, if I thought of a cigar city, right, I'd be thinking Miami... Charleston, New Orleans. Yeah. You know, you can get your beignet and coffee. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just a super cool place. And uh, too. the Florida lease is used in a lot of, uh, in Monte Cristo's. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Florida lease symbol. Yeah. Uh, Flores de Lee are common in your uh, cigar branding. Right? They are. So, yeah, it, it kind of goes. Um, 
And then I think one of the reasons they switched was Las Vegas was getting pretty bitchy about like smoking in the convention center and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, just a word of caution out there to politicians who, you know, kind of uh, pass rules before engaging their brain. Um, this is probably not a way to go uh, if you like revenue for your city. <laughs> uh, so uh, not that I'm in politics. When I am, everybody vote for me. Uh, what else have you got, Nick? Um, so speaking of Hoya de Nicaragua and Obras, uh, Obras Maestros, Hoya de Nicaragua is celebrating the 55th anniversary of the brand with a cigar called Cinco de Cinco, which is like five of five or five, five. Yeah, five of five. Um, and this is the Cinco de Cinco is the successor to the Cuatro Cinco and the Cinco de Cada. So Cuatro Cinco is 45, Cinco de Cada is uh, five decades. Um, so this is going to signify the 55th year of Hoya being in business, which I believe it was 1968 when it first, when they first established themselves. Um, and they also are bringing back the JDN, the Hoya de Nicaragua Classico, which was the official cigar of the Nixon White House, which I don't know that's like a, I don't think, I think they're going to leave that out of the <laughs> the advertising and the branding. I don't know, but it had a uh, really, really good reputation uh, for being like a Cuban cigar from Nicaragua, right? And of course, I'm into that sort of thing, so I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Word on the street is that's going to be really hard to get. Mm-hmm. So I'd imagine. I wonder if they're going to be able to recapture that magic. You know, yeah. obviously it's a different cigar; they're just reusing the brand. But you know, here 50 years later or whatever, it's going to be different tobacco, and I imagine even the soil is dramatically different. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, climate change and all that too. The climate, yeah. the climate's changed, John. The climate's changing, John. Yeah, thanks to all the uh, carbon-based uh, fuel that we're burning in our uh, gas-guzzling SUVs. I can't believe how irresponsible we are. What else? Am I missing anything? Did I forget anything? No, I think that's a good, uh, good chunk of news to for people to digest for this week. So, looking forward to Should a couple we? of new sticks from uh, Hoya de Nicaragua. Um, I think it'll be interesting. Like after the PCA, we'll probably there'll probably be some reveals, you know. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that, and it'll be done by next week when we have our next show. Yeah, and uh, so we will probably have a whole basket of uh, fun stuff. Hopefully, you know, there's some boring years in the cigar industry. You Dude, know, last year the Fuente Padron collab, they they did the thing. They released the thing, and it was uh the picture I saw of. Um, the media. Oh yeah, here I just pulled it up. This was so I'm going to show John the picture of last year's announcement of the Padron Fuente collab. Yep, and it it, it went on at like two o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday or Sunday of the show. Every single person in the building was around these booths. Yeah, like I can waiting, see that, and waiting. everyone's got their their phone up in the air. Yeah. They're like taking video, and it's stuff. like the freaking popes there. Yeah, um, and yeah, that is wall to wall, man. It's been a year, and nothing has come from this right right so that's i mean you know hopefully there's something that comes out of that too which is something that we're really excited for but all yeah. smoke and no fire right mm-hmm. yeah we'll see uh kind of see how that goes all right so let's touch back on this cigar we are smoking the hoya de nicaragua numero uno the lambasador vitola which is a six and five eighths by 44 so Basically a Lonsdale. It retails here at Union Cigar Hanover for eighteen seventy five, 
And uh, don't forget the pre-order box discount. 25 cigars for 375 bucks. You can't beat that with a stick. And this is a phenomenal cigar. So, you know, talking about kind of use case for the cigars like we do. Um, first of all, this is a fantastic gift cigar. Like oh, if, man. If, if somebody has an event going on in their life. I mean, I would be comfortable giving this to somebody at their wedding, you know. Oh, like absolutely. It's uh, regal enough for that in the presentation, you know. And it's light uh, enough, too, if they're not a avid, avid right, cigar smoker. Exactly. Like, it, it's approachable, so you can use it in a lot of situations. Um, I think you could smoke it as a celebration cigar as well. You know, you just got that raise at work or whatever. Um, I feel like it's, uh, you know, kind of medium-bodied enough that you can be smoking it while drinking liquor or just generally hamming it up without, uh, you know, getting sick to your stomach or, or something like that. Um, Conversely, it's it's perfectly fine at 9 a.m. It, it is, right? You, you could have this on my back porch as the sun rises right. like I do. In our, our uh, beautiful state where, I mean, even though it's we're getting into the hot part of the year, you know, it's still like 72 degrees in the morning with a light breeze, you know, watching the sun, sun come up. Um, so I think you can use this in a lot of situations. And I think the price point is right to where, you know, like you, you're, you're not going to choke on the price, but it's expensive enough that it carries like meaning and weight and value, you know, where, uh, you know, if you, if you gift somebody a fantastic cigar that has a $9 price point, it just, it's not. It's not there. Like there's yeah. a social social element where it's supposed to be a little bit of a sacrifice. Yeah. You know, to yeah. to gift somebody something. And I think this has just enough of that um to where uh this can be a fantastic choice for you know, your your friend just got a promotion, you you want to appreciate your boss for Christmas, you know, something like that. And I think too, like that that box, you're buying sixty some hours of cigar smoking. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to think about it that way, because mm-hmm. if we're saying the cigar takes two to three hours to smoke, mm-hmm. and twenty, you know, twenty-five count's going to be yeah. that's sixty, yeah. sixty plus hours of enjoyment for you. Yep. And I, I guess the only uh, other side to that would be this is a long smoke, and you're going to want to not waste it. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's less well suited to, you know, uh, here's my morning smoke, and I have to go to work, you know, unless you get up early, right. you know. Right. Um, so keep that in mind, you know, smoke it in the morning on Saturday, yeah. uh, something like that. So, uh, fantastic cigar, uh, just wrapping up, uh, with the body and strength. It's uh, medium. I would say just straight medium on all of it. It hasn't, uh, like increased in strength too much, a little bit. Um, so honestly, I'm just into the second third. Yeah. I'm halfway through. Yeah. Barely. So, you know, um, the, the one that I smoked before, so we, we typically will pre-smoke the cigar so that we're fair on the show. Um, I smoked that one down, and, you know, by the, the last third, um, I definitely got a, um, like, a cinnamon sugar, mm. uh, warm, warm cinnamon sugar nice. flavor combined with a, a peak in strength, right? This, the strength did come up to where I was like, this is starting to be, like, mid-full. Yeah. Um, by the time you get there, your palate has been well conditioned, so there's no harshness or it doesn't feel weird um, with that. But it, the strength does build slowly over it, and yeah, like that—I uh, don't know—cinnamon, sugar, vanilla. It's almost like uh, 
one of those flavors of like um, like a, a room. Uh, what what are the, those hot oil things you plug? Like oh, my wife plugs into the outlet yeah. that makes the room smell good. Essential oils. Yeah, like yeah. like it's almost a flavor you'd the diffuser. expect. Diffuser. Yeah, from yeah. one of those. Uh, yeah. yeah, like an oil diffuser. Yeah. Um, so it's like sugar and cinnamon and vanilla, mm-hmm. and and then it's combined with this creaminess. So very uh, very delicious smoke. And and I would say that yeah, like that. Uh, Dry, unsalted pistachio yeah. flavor, like carrier note in the background, yeah. uh, is really cool. So nutty, creamy, vanilla, cinnamon sugar, um, really delicious uh, cigar. Fantastic experience. I think this is a really a feel-good cigar, too. Like, yeah. You know, you smoke it, and it makes you feel uh, wealthy. It yeah. makes you feel, like, pampered. It makes you feel special. Um, you feel like a a, a, a delegate. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like an ambassador. It, yeah, you uh, feel like an ambassador to Nicaragua. They've yeah. got this uh, awesome gift, yeah. you know, highlighting the craft mm-hmm. that you know the country is famous for. So that's uh, what I've got on this Hoya de Nicaragua numero uno. And with that, it is time to rate our cigar. So rating this cigar, the uh, first dimension that we rank on is presentation. We rank five vectors from zero to 10 and uh, end up with a final ranking that is between zero and 50. And we do this specifically to differentiate from the 100 point scale of a lot of other uh, rating systems because we don't want our number to uh, be compared with other numbers because it doesn't mean the same thing. Like these are, some of these are uh, subjective yeah. uh, categories, but the the rating is objective. Um, a lot of other uh, cigar rating company or, or methodologies, I should say, um, it's almost like they just roll everything into one experience and pick a number yeah. um, based on where they think it should fall. Right. Uh, we do not do it that way. So, uh, starting out with presentation, we also do price or value, uh, construction, flavor, and experience. So starting with presentation, Nick, what are your thoughts on this Hoya de Nicaragua numero uno la ambassador? Um, it's it's a, a gorgeous cigar. I like the band a lot. The blue is a good color, and then the gold on the back with the obras. And the texture, too. It's like a like a pipe... Um, like a pipe texture, like a line of, uh, pipes or whatever. But I think that the cigar is good looking yellow ish. It kind of looks like a light cinnamon stick. Like that's, Mm -hmm. it looks like a lighter, um, cinnamon stick. So, I mean, it's a freaking nine, nine for Nick on presentation. Yeah. So looking at the box and looking at the individual sticks. I think the only thing that would make this more premium is if it was not cello wrapped. And a lot of that Mm. just has to do with sort of industry standard where a lot of your premium cigars, they don't wrap in cello. I like cello wrap on my cigars because I know it's clean. You know, I hate hate to be that guy, but it's sitting out on a shelf in the humidor and everything. And who knows who's picking up what and what they touched and you know, all of that. Um, so I, uh, that's the only reason it's not a 10 for me. Like, they completely nailed this. You know, the the actual cigar is gorgeous. The 
uh, band matches the cigar in its color palette, and then the box also is gorgeous, right? Um, it's not, you know, it's not really in that uh, category of boxes where it's like, God, I want to collect that box, but it just nails it, like on the shelf, you know, how it looks. Um, so I've got, got it as, at a nine as well. So moving on to price. Um, now, when we say price, we're also talking about value, right? Yeah. Because there's cigars that it cost five bucks that it's not a good price for that cigar because it's not a good cigar, Yeah, you know, and vice versa, right? right. So what are your thoughts? 1875 for a, a single stick at retail, uh, Nick. Dude, I think, all right, so I think that um, making this any more accessible from a price standpoint would would devalue it. Mm-hmm. would normalize it. So I think like they I think the price is perfect because it's not a cigar that I'll smoke every day because of the price. But the price allows for it to be a cigar that I can smoke every once in a while mm-hmm. and enjoy it and I think like to do that intentionally to make the public know, hey, this isn't one that you're going to pick up every day. Right. But it's going to be special when you do. Yeah, this is not your after work driving home with the window rolled down. Yeah. I think I mean I think they crushed it honestly. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a ten for price, because they they purposefully priced themselves to a point where it's not an everyday, but they kept it affordable enough that when you do need that, you can have it. So we just got our first ten rating in any category Dang. for any cigar. Um, yeah, I mean I've got a nine here just because I couldn't bring myself to pick ten, but I agree with everything you said. I think the price point is perfect. First of all, in like dollar per hour, um, it's actually a value cigar, you know, like you can't beat that. Um, second, absolutely. Like lowering the price point on this, I think would devalue it. Um, and then also, you know, what are you getting for your money? And the answer is a really delicious special cigar. And you kind of, I, I would want to keep this special. Like I'm going to smoke this again, Yeah, but not tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I've got a nine there, and of course we don't do decimals, so our weighted average there, we round up, so it gets a ten Damn. on pricing. I I think they nailed it. Like yeah. they've they've got somebody in their accounting and marketing office that really need, because you know they could sell this in the mid twenties. Oh, but dude, they know? could they could f around and sell for thirty thirty five bucks. Yeah, yeah, they could for sure. But they kept it at a price where you're going to buy it and rebuy it, but it is also has that you know hey you you have to pay to play. Right. Which keeps it special yeah. and, and so on. So really, really cool price point here, I think. Um, all right, moving on to construction. Nick, what have you got? Dude, I'm, I'm looking at the my second. Um, I've had two two ash bits so far. Can mm. you tell? Are these lined up so you can tell? Are they even? Yeah, yeah. So you're, uh, you don't quite have as much ash on your cigar right now. stick as what you... But you just dropped an inch and a quarter of stacked dimes. Yeah, and, I, and you could pick it back up. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, yeah. I just, I just pinched it with my big old fucking gorilla hand and yeah. picked it up and like two pieces of ash fell off. It's like, still intact. It's still, and he knocks over the whole table. Uh, yeah. It's still intact. Um, so it's, I mean, it's going to be, I'm probably going to ash this one more, you know, tap the ash off one more time and then stack a third one on the cigar mm-hmm. and it'll be a three ash cigar and it'll be mm-hmm. fantastic. I think that, um, Dude, do you have ash contests? I have. Do I have you, done. Do you ever do that? I have done. Uh, I won Ash to Toro once. See, I think this would be a great you could choice do it. for that, dude. Like, it, this is you the could cigar. Do it. Yeah. 
it, it the only thing is it's so they they make a a, a size it's like a 48 gauge mm-hmm. this is the 44 i think the 48 gauge would be perfect yeah 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 um nine nine for construction, for construction. i don't know i can't what do you want me to give another 10 <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, nine, nine is good. Um, so here's some things that I look at when you, when you guys uh, listen to us talking about construction. You know, first and foremost is like, is it evenly packed? And, you know, as I'm uh, smoking it, does it hold together? It doesn't develop like pinholes. Um, you know, does it burn evenly? You know, really basic stuff. And this nails that. You know, like, does it stay wrapped? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and this nails all of those. So then I move on to some more like intermediate stuff. Like when I clip it on the cap, does that leaf stay or do I have that little tail that comes off? And, oh, you saw mine. I had two. Yeah. And you like, you tongue it and whatever. Yeah. But, but those were, that was a clipping problem, right? That you developed those because your, you know, your cutter's not super sharp. But I mean, this little tail that wraps around here on the cap. Yeah, yeah. Like if it starts to unglue, mm-hmm. you know, and unravel, that's fucking annoying. Yeah. Right. You tongue oh, yeah. it, and and then you try to pull it off without unwrapping it more. That did not happen. No. Um, and the truth is that I haven't experienced a cigar with better construction, so I feel like I can't not give it a ten. Um, you know, it's not like it's setting a new standard, but. I haven't smoked any cigar where I can say, oh, it had better construction. This is, you mentioned one before the show that you had recently that was very, very good as well. Oh, the Asylum yeah. Uh, Sensorium. Yeah, that that cigar was put together by a master. Nice. Um, but the truth is, like, when I look objectively at that and this one, like, they're the same yeah. level of construction. Wow, right? very nice. Um, so I have to give this a 10, and I, I would add to that the fact that the way that they bunched it it, you know, it smokes at the right rate to keep the Connecticut wrapper cool. I mean, it, they just nailed that. You know, they didn't give you the option of fucking it up. Like, you have to try, right? So yeah, it goes beyond, like, did I, put, did I use enough pectin to keep the cap on to the actual methodology of bunching and, and the science that went into how they packed it. Right, yeah, we want, we want exactly this amount of, uh, airflow through the cigar so that uh, you know John X can't smoke too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it also like it's not going to go out. This cigar, mm-hmm. uh, this neither of our cigars have gone out. We've been mm-hmm. yapping for mm-hmm. over an hour now. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it stays lit, slow burns itself. Um, all right, so moving on to flavor. You know, again, this is a medium, medium, medium body, medium strength. Um, notes of vanilla, almonds, cinnamon, sugar. What What are your thoughts there, Nick? Um, fantastic, really, really good flavor as far as this is just, this has that elite Connecticut flavor taste to it, um, with a little bit of the Nicaraguan kick from the fill, the binder and the filler. Mm-hmm. Um, there might even be like a dash of pepper. Yeah. Uh, I think like as we're getting down in the cigar, right. like I was talking about the strength picking up, Yeah, you get a little bit of that Nicaraguan pepper. Yeah. Which is not, it's not a bad thing at all. It's Mm-mm. pretty welcome. Um, it's been a, it's been a very creamy cigar so far. Um, like that pistachio cream unsalted. Mm-hmm. It's almost like almond butter. Yeah. The creaminess. Yeah. You know? I mean, the, f- the flavor is a, it's a, it's a nine. <laughs> nine for flavor. Yeah. I've got nine for flavor as well. And you know, when I was preparing for the show, I was like, what would have made it a 10? Yeah. And more sweetness. It, yeah. I think like a, a little, a touch of sweetness, you know, 
but then it would just be a sober mesa. So that's like that's a yeah. Which is kind of, I mean, that, that that is the gold standard for Connecticut. So, I mean, that so. Cigar, we're going to do that cigar one day, and we're just going to sit in silence for an hour yeah. and then rate it at the end. And we're going to fight over whether or not there's actual sugar in the cab. Because, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so nine for uh, flavor on the cigar. And so overall experience. Now, I think that this is our most subjective, uh, but it's also our most important because you know as well as I do, like I have smoked technically excellent cigars that just didn't ring the bell. You know, absolutely. It can happen. Like this is an experience. the The whole hobby is an experiential hobby. So, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on experience, Nick? So, this is one of the cigars that I have been chasing, or I had chased for a long time. Where this is one like when I became a manager of a store, like I would text my rep and be like, "Hey, I've been looking for Numero Uno for a long time. Like, can you bring me some?" Um, I have a, a one humidor in my house that's a locked humidor. And this cigar, I keep it in the locked humidor, right? I have like a couple Cubans in that humidor. I have Opus in that humidor. Nick has to keep his girlfriend out, so long story. <laughs> um, so this is, I mean, this is one that I keep in, there's a lot of like lore behind it. For me, this is like, I put this on the, on the Mount Rushmore of like Connecticut cigars, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's fair. And it's like the, I was just reading the inside of your band and it says... Oh, yeah, there's like a whole paragraph on the inside of the band. Numero Uno was originally blended for world leaders and top-ranked top ranked government officials. Enjoy this hashtag diplomatic privilege. And it's just, I mean, I don't know. The lore of it is 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 awesome. The story about them giving it to world leaders and then, you know, it was so highly acclaimed that it, it they had to release it to the public. Like, that's, it's a nine. Yeah, and there was a step in there, too, where, like, they gave it to press. Yeah, yeah, the, and the press, and the press was, like, was like, "Holy shit! Yeah. Where is this cigar production?" Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine for experience. I've got a nine as well. So, um, yeah, I think you summed it up well. This this cigar makes you feel privileged and special. Like, you know, it makes you feel like like you are privileged to be allowed to smoke it almost. Um, and that and every aspect of it touches on it on that. You know the how gorgeous the cigar is, the graphic design that goes into it, the story, and then, you know, the just pleasureful experience of smoking it, and it's mild enough that, you know, you're not having second thoughts despite the fact that it's an over two-hour smoke, you know, pretty close to three-hour smoke for most people, yeah. and you can do that, do that right? Uh, so I've got a nine as well. So with that, we have a 47 Jeez. ranked cigar. Yeah, that, that is going to ring be, the bell, man. Ring the bell, man. I've got to have some sound I can dub in there for yeah. that. But what a uh, fantastic rating uh, for this cigar, head and shoulders, uh, on this show. So I guess you could say it's a uh, highly, highly ranked by us. So that is the Hoya de Nicaragua Numero Uno. We are smoking the Lambasador, which is basically a Lonsdale six and five eighths uh, by forty four. We really enjoyed it, and we hope you do too. Thank you for joining us on Burnline Podcast. Don't forget to drop us a note. Yeah, oh, I forgot to read the email. God, the, we're already over on time. Next week. So, all right. So, uh, this is from a listener out there. We'll just wrap up with this. Dear Burnline Podcast, love the show, especially the information segment. Question. I smoke at work and often have to put my cigar down unexpectedly and it goes out. Is there a way I can relight these without it tasting like sucking ass? Sucking ash. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> sucking ash um 
Yes. So. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, So here's the here's the short answer. The short answer is yes, you can relight your cigars. There's a few parameters. The first is it depends on how long it's been out. So if you're smoking at work and you have to put it down and you come back 15 minutes later and it's cold, my advice is roll the ash off and then blow the foot off and tap it a little bit. Try to get all that ash off and then gently toast it. You um, could even t- take it a step further. You can cut the foot a little bit if you have yeah, to. Yeah, you, you can do that as well. Um and then probably let it sit a little bit, you know, after toasting. Uh, you can draw the flame in a, a little bit, but but let it sit and burn off, you know, the first millimeter or so. And it's not going to be the same, but it will be smokable. Um, you will probably taste like this bitter, acrid little bit. Um, if it's been sitting, like, overnight, I just don't recommend it. Just yeah. buy another cigar. Maybe. Right. Um, Huge tip, too. If, like, if you feel like you're getting pulled away and you have that cigar lit, blow out through the foot. Mm-hmm. Um, get get all the smoke pushed out through the foot so the smoke doesn't settle inside the, the barrel of the cigar right. and just sit on the on all the right. tobacco that you have yet to smoke. Get the flow of the smoke going out, out of the foot, and then when you get back to it again, blow it out of the foot again. Yeah, yeah, so your uh, airflow over the cherry, you know, to keep it lit, like you can blow through instead of drawing through, and that way, you know, that first acrid bit of smoke like goes out. It's called per- purging, basically purging the cigar. So great email. Keep them coming. You can contact us at burnlinepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on the socials at burnlinepodcast. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you all next week.